Good morning, everyone. It is Friday, the 28th of October. Good morning, Henry. This is the last podcast with us, I think, before Marcus is back. It is. It is the last one. And let's make it a good one, eh, Leighton? Poor thing. Do you want to start <laughs> us off with the overnight, then? Well, if you haven't seen the overnight news, I guess the uh, bit of a tale of two cities in some respects. We had the Dow, which was up last night, the Dow being a very narrow index, of course, that is, well, it is 30 stocks, so it's really a very narrow index. And it was dominated by Caterpillar, which seems to be selling more yellow Tonka trucks around the world. And as a result, Caterpillar was better. So that's something that was good. But uh, the rest of the market, we had the Dow up, uh, where is it, 194 points or 0.6 of a percent off its highs, which was 549 points up. So pretty much down at its lows, 154 up was its lows. But the big news uh, last night was after hours, and it was the results from Amazon, which follows on the heels of Google, Microsoft, and Meta, which have all been absolutely smacked down and plugged and abandoned. Meta was down nearly 25%. And it's hard to feel sorry for Mark Zuckerberg, isn't it? He's not the most <laughs> likable character in the world. <laughs> he makes Liz Trust look like she's got personality. Yeah, so Amazon uh, got smacked as well. At one stage, uh, they were down uh, nearly 19, 20%. They have rallied back a little bit. Currently, we've got Dow futures down 41 points, and we have NASDAQ futures also down as well. The NASDAQ index fell uh, 1.6% uh, in uh, live trade last night. Uh, futures on NASDAQ down 90 points. So it's not that bad. But certainly there's a bit of an unraveling going on in the uh, the big tech space. Apart from that, we did see uh, US Treasuries come off again in terms of the yield, 10 years down to 3.92. We also saw GDP up 2.6%, which beat all the forecasts, which is going to make Jerome Powell's job next week just that little bit trickier with the FOMC. So that's going to be tricky. And that makes it interesting as well for our RBA, which is on Tuesday, Melbourne Cup Day. Uh, with their decision. But uh, we did see as well last night, uh, oil slightly better and base metal slightly weaker. But the iron ore price, interestingly, has been on the nose a little bit. And our iron ore stocks have been fine gravity. It looked a bit like the roadrunner that actually run off the edge of the cliff. Wasn't really working out that the things had changed, but uh, did last night. BHP ADRs were down 2.3%. The stock's down 3.2% this morning, uh, with Rio down 29 and Fortescue getting walloped down 5.3% after their production numbers and results quarterly yesterday and a few uh, downgrades there. So uh, resources unwinding, bank solid, Macquarie. Good result, Leighton. Mm. Yeah, it was a really good result. I look good on paper. Uh, well, that's the only place that is really, um, really counts, doesn't it? The stock's, <laughs> stock's up this morning. Uh, yeah. Stock's up nearly 3%, but it was a good result. So I'm not sure you're going to get your wish in terms yeah, of being able to buy Macquarie at 150 bucks, Yeah, good to see it climbing up. And yeah, the bank's rebounding a little bit again today. Yeah, ANZ still a bit ho-hum after yesterday. CBA, uh, which of course is out of cycle, better today. And unfortunately, late in life is full of disappointments. I didn't win $160 million last night, which is why we're talking this morning. Because yeah. had, I, had I, you wouldn't be talking to me. I figured that this morning when I came in, sent a message and you replied. Yeah, yeah, I was deeply disappointed. I thought I had it in the bag. 
<laughs> it was three three winners, wasn't it? Yeah, three yeah. big big three. I think they shared most of it between them. So yeah. it was a uh, they're going to have a good day's day. I, I suggest the first thing they should do is buy a Marcus today uh, newsletter subscription and uh, and then put their fifty three million to use. If they're anything like the twelve million dollar man, they can make the fifty three million into <laughs> so much more. <laughs> fifty three million in one stock, you reckon? <laughs> well, that'd be high conviction, wouldn't it? But they were, yeah, that is high conviction. But let's face it, even if the stock halves, it's still a pretty good result. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, some of the other announcements that we've got out this morning, ResMed is down 5.7%, even though their revenue was up 5% and showed profit growth. You had a couple of comments on that before, Henry. Uh, uh, well, everyone loves ResMed, don't they? I mean, everyone always, you know, great Aussie success story. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it, it's got a massive, massive tailwind at the moment, a massive tailwind. Philips are in all sorts of trouble at the moment with the cancer-causing, or alleged cancer-causing foam that they had in their machines, recalls, class actions, you name it. So this is as good, you know, this is the the big tailwind they've got. So if they can't knock the lights out in this kind of environment, then uh, there's something wrong. You know, for me, the technology still just blows air up your nose. (laughs) <laughs> no matter which which way you dress it up, um, no, it's not that sophisticated. I know they pretend it is so they can justify the price, but nearly six percent down today. I, I guess it, it's been bouncing around. It's probably got a little bit more downside. I suspect there's going to be a few downgrades to come, but it's been in a sort of thirty-two dollar range to thirty-five dollars, and now here we are at thirty-three sixty. So we've probably got a dollar fifty downside and a dollar fifty upside from here. Yeah, not not the best result for it today. It should have. Like you said, it probably should have just hit the lights out with it. It should have absolutely gone on a tear with all the Phillips stuff going on. Well, it should, shouldn't it? You know, that's yeah, the, that's the think theory, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what upset the market. Now, the gross margin expanded by 90 basis points, 56.9% of the gross margin. I don't know whether it was the outlook statement or maybe the lack of outlook statement, but certainly uh, the market didn't seem to like it. Yeah. A couple of the other announcements that we've got, Maine Pharma Group is up 4.5% and they declared a special dividend of $0.272. Airtask is up around 3% on 80% increase in revenue and Betmakers is down another 5% even though their cash receipts increased 13%. They've been a bit of a dog of a stock in the past uh, however long. Yeah, maybe in Maine Pharma you've got the decimal point in the wrong place, Sam. Uh, like it's two point seven two cents rather than uh, oh, yeah, I just two hundred and seventy two cents. Off the announcements table, that'd be very. Yeah, you nice might you might need to fix that one up because um because that would be quite a big uh, capital return on a twenty nine <laughs> cent stock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about today in your take, Henry? Well, I guess you know there, there's a focus today on you know we've been on the ice at the moment and there are one or two cracks appearing in the ice not least of which i guess is the uh, the us tech sector and of course the us tech sector is in every etf probably and it's such a massive part of the market in the us and you know apart from apple which has done quite well and you can certainly see they've been a bit of a winner from the whole ios um, changes to privacy settings uh, whereas all the other social media companies seem to be struggling meta is struggling because the metaverse is just a you know a Zuckerberg dream at the moment, and they're just chucking money at it, uh, which is which is crazy. But you know it's such a big part of the market. Everything is connected to everything, as we found out. You know, one little butterfly flaps its wings somewhere, 
and it has implications elsewhere. You'd have to think that if you are uh, holding some of these tech stocks in the US and you're suddenly seeing you know, the likes of Amazon dropping 20% after hours, you're going to get the odd margin call somewhere. And if you get the odd margin call in Amazon, you might think that you need to sell something else to pay for it. So we've seen this with the bond market when we had all that eruptions with the UK pension funds that uh, sort of sent a bit of a shudder through that market. Now, I'm not predicting the end of the world. Uh, I have been quite bullish on the market and it has worked out, but it's just there are some cracks out there on the ice. I did put a nice picture of, of No Time to Die with uh, the villain there standing on the ice, if you remember. And we don't want to plunge through the ice. That's the thing. So. Uh, there are one or two risk events coming up next week, not least of which is the Federal Reserve. Also, we've got the RBA and, you know, 7.3% CPI for here does give them a bit of a, a, a dilemma. And that 2.6% GDP print from the US, you know, they're supposed to be slowing the economy down. There's supposed to be this recession coming. Uh, we've yeah. had, you know, a couple of, couple of negative quarters and then up we go again. So um, just be a little bit careful, I think, is the uh, is, is my sort of um, overriding theme today, because we have run pretty hard. The iron ore stocks have held in, as I say, a bit roadrunner-like. The banks, <laughs> well, ANZ, ANZ was, was um, you know, that was ho-hum. We've got uh, Westpac and NABs to come. Uh, I'm sure we get an update from CBA. Uh, generally, the AGMs have been relatively positive. I think there's been some nice surprises in, in terms of positivity, but um, r risks are building. We've run relatively okay from 6,600 to 68.50. I thought we could kick a bit higher, but maybe we need to just consolidate and uh, just take a little bit of risk off the table. Just on Meta as well, we saw this morning for the year, Put it into perspective it's down 71 percent for the year yeah. it was almost or was a trillion dollar company and it's now worth 200 and something billion dollars so that's how much has it's, been wiped off the table well you know I, i've got to say you know mr zuckerberg has been looking in the wrong direction let's face it you know yeah. TikTok has eaten his lunch yeah. it has absolutely smacked him for six and at the same time that TikTok's eating his lunch and Apple iOS changes have, have, have really affected the way ads can be targeted to people. You know, I get such random ads these days. It's quite weird. Yeah. At the same time he's looking at that, he is plowing on into the metaverse. Now, I don't know about that, I have to say. And uh, I think the jury is still out. It's a long way off, I suspect. I had a, I had a little go with the, uh, the, the, the metaverse goggles in London in the, the flagship store of um, this sort of lifestyle business. And I, I was fascinated for 30 seconds watching these mm. dinosaurs fight in 3D. And I was amongst it. I was in <laughs> with the dinosaurs. But after 30 seconds, you know, I looked and I thought, yeah, well, do I really want to be with the dinosaurs? <laughs> Maybe I am a dinosaur. <laughs> but uh, I think the jury is still well and truly out on the metaverse. And, you know, we've seen this time and time again. You're, you're too young to remember this, of course, um, Leighton, but you know, back in the 2000s, early 2000s, we had the dot-com boom. There was such promise of the internet, such massive, ridiculous um, valuations of crazy companies. You only had to have a website and you were worth a billion dollars. Uh, it, <laughs> it was just out of control. And, of course, it took longer, it cost more than anybody thought. Okay, now it is, it is the animal that we thought it was going to be, but it's taken... Know, 15 years to get to there. Um, I think the metaverse is going to require an awful lot of money. And it's it's taking its toll on Mr. Zuckerberg. 
Yeah, I just don't see the point for it. I don't understand what he's. Well, it's it's it. Let's face it. If you don't, I, I mean, I I don't. It's not something I'd ever play with. Um, I don't even have PlayStation or um or Xbox. Never have, and I never bought them for the kids either. But you know, if your generation doesn't get it, that's that's a bit of a concern, isn't it? Just I don't know. It just seems like such a waste to go and spend money and put time into something that's virtual when you can do the yeah, exact same thing just out here. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I really don't see see uh, see it. But um, as I say, Facebook Meta has has very much bet the um, I guess they bet the house on it. But what worries me is yeah. that you know they've completely missed the TikTok thing and while they've been looking the other way and I, I don't know how they arrest that. Yeah, they've got to make some changes somewhere to fix that up. Well, it doesn't it doesn't seem to be. It seems to be full speed ahead and down the torpedoes. You know, they're, they're hoping <laughs> that their Reels thing, uh, which pops up on Facebook, which is kind of their competitor to TikTok, is going to, um, is going to save the day in that respect. But, you know, I, I think one of the great um, fallacies in the modern era is... You know, advertisers spending money on these social media platforms, thinking they're cool and trendy and getting great results. When in actual fact, maybe they're not. Mm. I noticed maybe as well not. with the advertising on Instagram, it's just recently happened. It used to only be on your homepage that you would get advertising. Now, if you go onto someone's profile, scrolling through their profile, advertising pops up. It's almost in yeah. every part of it. It is. It's ridiculous. They've got it riddled throughout it. I know. And you, you know what's going to be interesting as well? I think this is going to be potentially another social media ad killer is that um, the likes of Netflix and all these streaming platforms yeah. are going to be introducing advertising <laughs> on their programs. Okay, you're going to get a, a bit of a discount on your uh, your membership. So I imagine in these troubled and austere times, people may uh, opt for a lower value package and have to put up with the ads. But, you know, if you're watching The Crown or, you know, whatever's the the hot show at the moment, uh, you're going to get those ads. Are you really going to see the advertisers advertising on social media as much if they're going to get the eyeballs on, um, Mm. you know, White Lotus or The Crown or Game of Thrones or all these things? I don't know. I think that's a threat as well out there. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe that move. That's, yeah. Well, I, I can, and it, it, it's certainly happening. And it's, it's you know, if you watch a playlist, which is on Netflix, which is the story of Spotify, I think that's really, it's a really interesting show. But it's, you know, that they've got, that's been the Spotify model for forever, mm. is that, uh, you know, there's the basic one and you get interrupted with your music with um, ads. And then, of course, there's premium where you can save your playlists and you don't get the ads. And I think that's going to be, Obviously, the model that the streaming services will ultimately get to. Yeah, yeah, it's almost the annoyance factor makes people sign up and pay for the. Full well, version. yeah, and you know, if, if people are starting to drop off, you know, if people are looking to cut uh, costs in their household budget, then you know that's that's something that's going to happen. I suspect is that um, you'll downgrade your package from the the one without ads to the one with ads, suffer a bit, and it gives you time to go and make a cup of tea. Yeah, otherwise at- you have to hit the pause button. Yeah, no, that's no fun. <laughs> right. Just looking at your section today as well. So you sold John's Ling yesterday and you've added some Calyx this morning. I have. Um, I sold John's Ling. We did well out of those. We bought them at $5.55 after the um, CEO and founder sold four million shares to buy a house in the US. I had too many stocks in the basket, still have. Uh, one too many, so I just knocked that one out yesterday. Uh, Calyx is an interesting one. <laughs> it's got smacked today. It was riding high. Everybody loved it. It's down 18.6% today. 
the um, the Labour government has basically reversed a bunch of grants that Calix got uh-huh. with uh, Adbri and a couple of other people, Borrell, to fund the uh, the pilot plant. So the market has obviously taken that badly. Uh, there is an SPP at the moment. There is also the placement stock that got done at four dollars fifty five. It's trading at four forty six now. Obviously, there's a few people bailing. I'm was quite happy to um, to pop some. Uh, I've only got a very small position. I only had point eight of a percent of the portfolio. So now I've just added one percent. It may go lower, but the overriding theme still is that uh, the Heidelberg contract is quite significant. The fact that Albo and his government have reversed the funding that ScoMo gave is uh, politics, I suspect, more than anything else. And it's obviously part of the budget. Um, but there is a new grant program sort of in the offing, which Calix talks about, but they're, they're still yet to get more details of that. But I think the Heidelberg event does uh, trump this. I mean, it's obviously not great news. Uh, it's always nice to get some, uh, some grant money from the government. There was 30 million from for the Borrell project, and there was, I think it was 14 million for the Adbri uh, one as well. So I don't think it's a, um, I don't think it's a, a, a criticism of the technology or the need for it. I think it's just politics and the fact that, you know, with the government that's looking to cut back on expenses, uh, this seems an, an easy one for them to cut mm-hmm. back on kills, you know, two birds with one stone to some extent. It's, um, <laughs> so... Um, but, the, you know, the, there is a new program, the new Carbon Capture Technologies Program, which is going to provide $141 million over 10 years. Uh, it's expected to open in 2023. So, you know, there may be grants there, but I think Heidelberg yeah. is the key to this one. So I'm happy to add a little bit. If it dropped back even more, uh, I'd probably add a little bit more as well. I still believe in the long-term story in Calix. Yeah, nice. And there was one more announcement out as well for Alliance Aviation that the ACCC has just continued to delay that deal that they've got with Qantas. So. Oh, God, I didn't even see that. Yeah, I posted it in the group just before. Where, where did you see that? Uh, I was on the AFR, yeah. yeah. There's no announcement from Alliance. There's um, some Qantas. Was, yeah, was it under Qantas? Qantas and Alliance, yeah. Uh, I, I haven't yeah. officially announced it. Oh, well. That's um, not um, not great, but anyway, such is life, as they say. Yeah, we'll move on. Yeah. Well, I don't have too much more to add. The technical trading section is in again. Stuart's talking about those range limits, the upper level and the hopefully support level and how it's just been bouncing around and looking like we're probably not going to break out of that and just continue in this range for quite some time. Home on the range where the deer and the antelope play. Yeah, it, uh, it does have that feel about it. It's going to be um, an interesting time next week, Fed and RBA. Did you see how much money, just finally, did you see how much money the RBA has ripped up? I know it's a balance sheet item and doesn't affect their operations day to day, but they knocked the lights out. $37 billion. <laughs> nice work, Phil. Nice work. Very that, nice. That, 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 that is a big number. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder if he gets a bit of commission from that. <laughs> yeah, well, especially when you're the guys that control your destiny. You know, you, you're yeah. the ones that decide you're going to go into the bond market and buy all those bonds back, and then you're going to raise rates because you've stuffed up your inflation forecast. Nicely <laughs> done, boys. Thirty-seven billion, and it won't affect um, like day-to-day operations. Of course, just a, a balance sheet item. Yeah, right. <laughs> Still not a great look, is it? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> anyway, that's a lot. Yeah. All right, well, that probably wraps us up today. 
It does. And uh, Marcus, of course, is back next week. So um, yep. normal, normal service will be resumed. Yep. And of course, the weekend newsletter up tomorrow. Yeah, unfortunately, that. I didn't win the 160 million. So, yes. Yep. Got to keep going. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Other than All that, right, we'll mate. see you back here Monday. Thanks. Thanks for that.